So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Marika. <laughs> happy 4th of July. Yes, happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July. Whatever we're allowed to call it these days. Lots to celebrate. Absolutely. Uh, so we just got back finally today from the shore. We'd been gone for 10 days. We came home, just Chris and I, we left our kids for one overnight because we both had to work last Friday. And the pets. That's important to mention. We brought them home. Well, yes. We only had one. Yes. The poo, the poo never vacations. <laughs> yeah, the poo. The, <laughs> his life is a vacation. It literally you? is. The poo stays home alone. He prefers it that way. Which is why cats are a great animal, but that's neither here nor there. So we had a week and a half vacation. Uh, the last time we did a show, we were down at Jim and Velia's bed and breakfast. Yeah. We were recording on location. On location. From the beautiful Jersey Shore. Oh, it is beautiful, isn't it? It really is. We have such a fabulous view, too. Although, Chris has upgraded the studio. He decorated a little bit. I did. The infamous picture of Meg's tits is on the wall. It is. Um, a beautiful family photo. Yes, not of Meg's tits. Thank God. <laughs> Meg's boobs did not make it into the family portrait. I'm choosing to face that way. <laughs> I am, of course, staring at the infamous Buddha, <laughs> Megan. And then, you know, behind us is a lovely unicorn very, on, on canvas. Very glittery. Chris found it at a thrift store and thought it would make the perfect addition. High class bitches. <laughs> so our view here is also lovely. Yes. It's very climate controlled. Megan has gotten some upgraded equipment as well. I did. He got me earring friendly headphones. Although I don't actually think they were designed to be earring friendly. No? No. In your case, I mean, they work. They work. So it's all good. It is. Are I'm, they comfortable? I'm adjusting. So am I. <laughs> I'm not like a- To married life. I, I'm not like a thing in my ear type of girl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't wear the AirPods. Like, I'm just not cool enough. So, like, I think I have to get used to it. So, I am I was never an AirPod guy. Like, mm -hmm. I had a, a set of Bose, like, in-ear headphones because they have, like, the nice soft silicone tips. I'm a big fan of silicone. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> silicone makes the world better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a reason those girls tell you they're going to law school. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had the, the Bose in-ear headphones for a long time. I really loved them. And then that goddamn Steve Jobs changed the plug on the iPhone. Yes. And then you need that stupid adapter. Yeah. And it's it's just like, it's, it's annoying. It's getting bulky. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. So you got the AirPods. Yeah, so I got the AirPods, and I'm actually a big fan of them. You you use them an excessive amount, I'm not going to lie. I do, because they have this, like, 
silence your wife feature. You know what it is, though. Which, now you're one of those guys. I mean, it comes in handy, the feature. I, I get that. But you're also one of those guys now, like walking down the street, talking to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro. Like I'm, that, I'm important. That's how he takes all his phone calls now. And then like, anytime I walk into a room, I like put my finger up. Not like the number one sign. It's like the, wait a minute. Daddy's on the phone. I'm on a call. Daddy's making a deal. I actually can't stand that. I don't mean about you. I just mean in general. Nah, I don't blame you. Like, why don't you just wait to walk in, you know? Because I have, you know, self-esteem issues and it makes me feel <laughs> No one's actually talking into the AirPods. That's why. <laughs> You're just pretending that people call you. Yeah, exactly. All right. I mean, so, it works. So upgraded studio, upgraded earphones. Not upgraded silicone, Megan. No, I've asked, though, and you've denied. That's because I need, like, bird dogs. And- <laughs> Canvas unicorn pictures. Isn't it that whole like happy wife, happy life thing? Isn't that how that's supposed to go? No, happy husband, shit's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how this goes. Isn't that the truth? So we were down the shore for like 10 days. We came home. Chris and I came home. We left our kids there. We came home last Thursday because we both had to work on Friday. And then we went back down Friday night. Yes. But we almost didn't make it. No. Horrific blowout fight. So I was working. In the driveway. <laughs> Chris had been working earlier in the day. Transferred and, to the middle of the street. And dropped Birdie off at the kennel. Megan's car got parked. <laughs> Birdie went to camp for the first time. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so I was working and I was super busy at work. And I don't like leaving anything undone. I like to finish. It, it's only a, This is only my part-time job. So like I'm not there every day. I don't like leaving like notes unwritten. I, I like to be finished at the end of the day. Which I totally appreciate. But again, speaking you know, to something that we had talked about in previous episodes, there's piles of laundry in this house that are from like your college days. Yeah, that, but I feel- That have been left undone. But I take a lot of pride in my work. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I called or I texted Chris maybe around 4.30 and I was like, hey, give me a call when you get in the car because I knew he'd be heading home from his work day. And so he called me and he's like, what's going on? I, you know, do you have anything? I said, do you have anything tonight? What's your thoughts? Do you want to meet around here? Do you want to meet back at our house? He's like, no, I'm in no rush. I was trying to set up this showing, but they haven't gotten back to me. And I said, all right, I'm going to try to leave here in about an hour. Not exactly. So whatever, we, we move on. So I did not leave at 530. I didn't leave till six. But right, he was in no rush and he didn't have a showing. So I text him and I, you know, with, I'm just getting in the car now. And he responds with, I'm waiting for it. You selfish beep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, wait, that wasn't what happened first. First you said, what the fuck? You're fucking up my night. I'm like, what, did you have plans? I thought he was joking. Like we didn't have anywhere to be except to drive back down to the shore to take care of our children again, you know? So then he's angry and I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on? So here he did set up a showing, but he never told me. Because again, your last message at 430 was, I'm leaving in an hour. I'm like, okay. So I, unlike Megan, did not feel the need to unnecessarily bother anyone. See, that wouldn't have been unnecessarily bothering me because we would have worked it out. I would have either left early. We would have met somewhere else. It wouldn't have been World War III. I mean, we worked it out because like we're still here. We did. So wait, that's the part of the story. So I get home 
and he's on a rampage. Pissed. Now, first of all, I get home, and he's like, we're going to have to leave as soon as you get home. Okay, that's fine. I'm ready to go. I go inside. I pee. I'm now sitting in the passenger seat. I realize he doesn't even have, like, everything ready. So now I'm going upstairs. I'm filling the cooler. I put that in. I'm waiting for him in the car. Like, if we had to leave so desperately, why weren't you ready? You'd been home for a long time. Well, I decided that the, the clothes that I previously brought down to the shore may not have been America's birthday appropriate. So I packed the red bottoms, a couple of suits. Because <laughs> you never know. You never know. So anyway, he f- gets in the car and he's being an asshole. Oh, it's pretty baseline for me, I thought. So it, I was like, what's, I your, what's your problem? And so he goes on this whole rampage. Anyway, next thing you know, he pulls the car in the middle of the street, parks it, and gets out. I'm like, fuck this. He's now on temper tantrum 1,000. Of that week? Yeah. No, I mean like the level was like 1,000. Oh. Too, too many to count. Too many to yeah. count temper tantrum. So then I come in the house and I'm like, what's your problem? We're going to talk about this and move on. We're going back down to the shore. And he's like, I'm not going to blah, 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 whatever. So I, w- I actually got in my car, turned on some music and started driving to the beach. I was not going to let him ruin my weekend. And I wanted to sit in my shit. You sure did. <laughs> I was not ready to apologize. Chris is never ready to apologize. I was not ready to talk. I was in sales mode. We had property to sell. And I was not in the mood for your delinquent bullshit. <laughs> so anyway. And then I realized that gas is three twenty a gallon. <laughs> and two cars wasn't and a good plan. Fifteen minutes down the road, I'm like, I love you. Can we take your car? <laughs> I'll meet you at your brother's. So anyway, we rallied real quick on that one. Stop and get new ports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. I was quiet, though, on the drive down. I was not pleased with you. Yeah, no, which was actually best case scenario because, <laughs> again, I enjoy the silence when we're road tripping. Yeah. When I'm with you. Okay. And when we're out to dinner. <laughs> People are like, who's the odd couple in the corner that's just eating and not saying a word to each other? (laughs) God, they must have been married for like 20 years. (laughs) Nope. Year and a half. Working on year number two. (laughs) Everything's just fine. (laughs) Everything's just fine. But anyway, we had an exceptional rally, I thought, on that argument. We did. We certainly did. And then we got down and we had a great weekend. It was lovely. I'm exhausted. Vacation is exhausting. Let's talk a little bit about what America's birthday looks like at Jim and Vailey's bed and breakfast. Packed. Five bedroom house. Yep. 26 people. Literally. (laughs) Easily. (laughs) There was many people. It's absolute chaos. I honestly, I, I think at a different point in my life would not have been down with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, it's funny because you were chaos. Um, yeah, but like I like to, you know, do drugs and sit and watch mind-numbing TV. Understandable, yeah. And, and there's, outside of people, you know, drinking like animals, there's nothing National Geographic about Jim and Failure's bed <laughs> and breakfast. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no lion attacking like a gazelle. No, you know? it was calm. It was. It was. Well, no, it was, it's, it's there's chaos. There's children, there's pets, there's, there's so many people. Yeah. It's it's absolutely insane, but it's it's good. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's good to be, I mean, it's good to be me. Okay. Like, of course, I'm right? I'm happy for you. Yeah, me too. You know, but it's good to be surrounded by family. 
And like your family loves me way more than they loved your first husband, <laughs> which I think is, you know, very clear. Um, and I being, you know, the, the grounded man that I am, try to bring that up on every occasion that I possibly can. Uh-huh. I'm sure they appreciate and, that. You know, I think uh, sometimes they do. And more often than not, I get the look. <laughs> yeah, the look a lot. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the proprietors of said bed and breakfast aren't <laughs> aren't necessarily down to have that conversation for the seventeen thousandth time. <laughs> They're like, okay, it's old now. <laughs> like I know, but I'm still enjoying it. You don't get that though, right? Actually, when something gets old, you just go more. You go harder. I go hard in the paint, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Even your dad said it the last time he was he here. Was. He's like, can you just stop with that? <laughs> like, I've been here for six hours and I'm already annoyed. <laughs> or JP was saying, Chris repeats the Who's same that? three things. Auntie Gaype. Thank you. He has the same three things he repeats over and over again. Yet I'm the one that tells the same story. Because you do. Whatever. <laughs> we all have our quirks. We do. So we had a really good long weekend. Now we got to go back to reality. We both have an insane work week. This Wait, week. we're not we're not done with the weekend yet. Oh, okay, what else happened? I'm actually so I'm doing a deal with a different office right now, like uh -huh. a different real estate company and you know again, I'm a super grounded individual, but the guy was like I really love the way you work. So I met him for breakfast. You know, we talked about, you know, business stuffs. Uh-huh. Anyways, he orders. He's a grown man. Yes. I think he said he was like 44, 45. Beautiful, beautiful man. Okay. Perfectly caramelized skin. Oh. Yeah. I was like, I love you. <laughs> totally a homo, homoerotic experience. <laughs> and I try to make it okay. as, as uncomfortable as possible <laughs> while still like spitting my business game. <laughs> Anywho, he ordered French toast with like um, crumbled... Cinnamon Toast Crunch on top of it. No way. Again, grown man. Is it extremely that... successful? And I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> no, wait. Does it come <laughs> with syrup though, or like a frosting? Uh, so we were in Stone Harbor. Quite lovely. And they had a syrup assistant. Someone that like poured the syrup. Yep. Was it hot? I mean, it was like erotic hot. I love hot syrup though. Oh. You know what I mean. I, I totally missed that. Okay. The syrup girl was stunning. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> she did not have silicone implants, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. It's not really your thing. I'm just saying. And then we got some amazing family news. And we're not going to talk about the amazing family news because it's not our place. But just like a, a good, you know, a good batch of news, if you will. Yeah. Like just really exciting. It was a happy, joyful weekend. Exactly. Okay. So a big part of... You know, being down the shore, obviously, we spent a lot of time on the beach. Yeah, it was the weather was fantastic. I can go either way on the whole beach thing. Sometimes I really like just kind of mellowing out and hanging out on the beach. I think that's changed to a certain extent now that we have Frankie, because it's not necessarily like when you and I first met, we would literally spend like hours on the beach. Yeah. Just sunning ourselves. I even said that today, like we didn't... We didn't beach today, even though the weather was beautiful. Like, we had to pack everything up, get home, get ready for the week, you know, vacation's done, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm like, if it was just me and Chris, I would have been like, let's go to the beach for a couple hours. Because it Hell involves yeah. two chairs, two bottles of water, and that's it. Yeah, no. Otherwise, it's a production. It's a production. So, like, I, I, we didn't beach 
I would say, as much as we really should have over the past 10 days. But we, we had some good, solid Long Beach days. Yeah, we did. What I was really getting at is like, again, you know, Megan comes from a huge family. I mean, there were 25 of us on the beach. What was that, yesterday? Yeah, at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like your family does it right. Like there's coolers yeah. involved. Your mom's making sandwiches. There's a tent. There is a tent now, which is very soon going to have one of my business logos on it. <laughs> okay. We talked about the flying the So I Married an Alcoholic flag. I don't think your mom was very happy with that. I don't know. It wasn't well received. Which She's supportive. She's like, I'm just not going to fly your freak flag. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do you, just not around me. <laughs> Which I respect, you know? <laughs> While she's like pounding, you know, Miller lights on the beach. And then there's the So I Married an Alcoholic flag. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's Maybe down that's with that. why they thought, like, this is probably a bad plan. <laughs> like, we support you guys, just not. While we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, again, absolutely fine. Yes. Just a really good week. While we're on the whole gratitude thing. Okay. Want to say thank you very much to the listeners out there. Yes. We have, you know, since we started doing this, uh, what's this, number seven? I think so, yeah. Sloppy seven. Okay. Since we just did sexy six. I feel like sloppy uh, seven's a good follow-up. Makes sense. It's kind of like your college days, honey. <laughs> we want to say thank you to the fans. Can we call them fans? I don't know if they're fans. I mean, they listen. I mean, like, nobody's showing us their boobs besides Megan's. <laughs> they're on the wall for you to look at every day. <laughs> but, you know, thank you very much to the loyal listeners. We have gotten a number of texts and emails you know, from people that are not, not only very supportive and certainly not stroking our egos, but again, like this is hard and we like to keep it light and funny and we shit on each other. But, you know, occasionally we do take a deep dive into some very serious and very uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. And I, I we did. We both individually got a lot of feedback this time from different people saying how much this episode affected them or helped them or our, I mean, our previous episode. So I think that's, you know, really important. One of the goals of this, you know, was to help us. Mm -hmm. And I know you kind of shit on me the last time I said this. Us helping us is also us helping you. Oh, yeah. No, I agree completely. It was interesting. So when we were down, you know, we actually talked about the podcast a lot with my family. Um, we have some listeners, some not all, which is OK, you know, and um, not really. Really? Does that bother you? Yeah. Huh. It doesn't bother me. No, I'm just kidding. OK. <laughs> <laughs> it actually like so Meg's parents won't listen, which is totally They've listened to like one or. Yeah. But I think on a whole, that's probably a better plan yeah my dad like, quite honestly my right? dad kept saying like how supportive he is and he's like it's just like i'm so supportive of your marriage but i didn't want to be there on your wedding night like your honeymoon so i was like nope get it totally fine yeah i totally and again as the father of a daughter there's certain events in frankie's life that i just don't necessarily need to have any knowledge of <laughs> right and since they know you as a human being i think <laughs> <laughs> I think they know the filter or lack thereof. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Much you better. may yeah, exactly. So, you know, there was that. And then, you know, my uncle who's a devout listener, he was saying Who is the 
fucking man. I know. He I really I literally is. love him. I don't know if you follow So I Married an Alcoholic on Instagram, uh, but I put a picture up there of Uncle Dan and I. We were walking down <laughs> to the, the water together, hand in hand, <laughs> like some sort of Bertie Higgins song. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how it goes. But anyway, I mean, you know, he said a lot of different things. But the one thing he said that I thought was, you know, really rang true is he's like, this must be doing like amazing things for your marriage. And it is. It totally is. We had a blowout argument <laughs> <laughs> on the way back down to Jim and Bailey's bed and breakfast. <laughs> but I think if we had that same blowout argument a year ago. You probably wouldn't have come. Yeah, I was just going to say, I probably would have just you would have You would still have another 72 hours to pout. And that happened on Friday night. Oh, at least. Yeah. So I, I do. I think. And it was funny because you said in the car, you're like, you know what? We're not going to argue about this. I don't want to get in a fight. Let's just like move on from it. I mean, I think very big of me. Very. I think eventually we may get to the point where you say, I'm sorry. I don't know. I wouldn't expect much. <laughs> but I feel it's coming. I think it's getting there. Low expectations. I'll think about it. Okay. Um, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> it's good and set the bar low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. I'm a low hanging fruit guy. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so we talked about on last episode, kind of talking about you know Chris and I are program you know followers, and um, last episode we talked a lot about uh, acceptance. Eh, not that I'm aware of. What are we talking? Powerlessness. Powerlessness. I don't know why. All right. So last episode <laughs> we talked about powerlessness, which falls in line with like the first step. So Chris, what's step two? Are you trying to test me, or is it because you totally? I totally failed. I get shit last time. out on the first step. Last <laughs> I time. did. Now I'm anxious. Which is by far the most important step. I know. In the I'm, I'm going to need you to pick up the slack here. So the second step, and I am not. I haven't rehearsed this. I'm not looking at my phone. <laughs> is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I think a lot of people check out right then. Yes, I know. I did. Uh huh. Again, I come from a long line of, you know, practicing alcoholics and non-practicing alcoholics. My grandmother on my mother's side uh, was a big AA person. So anyways, you know, when I'm like sitting on my mother's couch, dope sick is all hell. She's like, you need a higher power. And I'm Ooh. like, I need a bag of dope. <laughs> Alex had the lingo, huh? <laughs> Don't tell me what I need. <laughs> I know exactly what I need. <laughs> and I, well, we were both raised Catholic. Very. Um, I think religion played a, a large role in our lives. You know, you yeah. went to private school or ca Catholic private yeah, school. so your did you. Life, so did I. Yep. And again, like when I heard that I had to pray to God... I was like, yeah, no. Here's a couple of reasons why, right? I'm ready. So, as we all know, I am a Worcester gutter rat. <laughs> and I think when I was, I, I, I can't nail it down, but sometime in high school, like the Boston scandal yes. broke. And also, I had two decades of abusing drugs and... You know, poor life decisions and dead ends everywhere I turned. And, you know, I, I would string together a couple of good days and then I'd get high again or I'd get drunk again or whatever. I'm like, there there can't be a God. I just say, like, I'm in such a rut. Like, 
how, how did I end up in this rut if there's a God? You know? Yeah. And then after a... I'm not going to say after a while, but I don't know. At some point, it just, it clicked that, or somebody had explained it to me that it's not, you know, God doesn't have to be your higher power. Right. It can be anything you want. And if you go to a meeting and, you know, sometimes, or depending on the meeting that you go to, it's broken down into like subjects or chapters or, you know, whatever. Sometimes they take a really deep dive into the material. You will have heard on more than one occasion, like if you want to make the bush outside, you know, the meeting hall, your higher power, you're more than welcome to do so. Like that's 100% within your rights. It doesn't have to be like God, Jesus, the Roman Catholic Church. It can be anything. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So I actually think, so for me, I didn't have like, I believed in a God, you know what I mean? So I that wasn't like a hard thing for me. Sure. But I remember thinking, well, I guess in the beginning, I remember thinking in the beginning, (laughs) I believed in God and that part was fine. There was a bird dog. But I didn't really want to rely on anyone else or anything else. Because you had been doing a fantastic job That's until exactly then. That's exactly what my sponsor said. So yeah. it was so funny. I was like, I'd like to think, though, that I could really, you know, get myself out of this, you know, d- on my own. She's like, well, you're kind of mucking it up. <laughs> 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 so maybe you should give something else a shot. And I was like, huh, that's a good point, I guess. Like, okay, I'm listening. Keep going. And then I think, too, like the tikkun for me, or what I always say to people that are like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do the whole God thing. There's too much God, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? The Basically, the tikkun me- message, I, what I take from it is there's something greater out there. And guess what? It's not you. Which, again, you know, being a self-centered alcoholic is hard to swallow. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest, I think, to me, that's almost more what it's about. Guess what? You're not the end-all, be-all of the universe. Which, again, is hard to take. (laughs) Totally is. It totally is. I also, too, am one of those people that I think now, you know, that I've got some time and some wisdom... I see it differently and you know when people start talking about like how they can't do that because they won't believe in God and blah blah really all that says to me is you're not ready I think when you're so resistant against something I don't know it comes off as excuses to me maybe that's me being harsh because I think if you listen like you said you don't actually have to believe in God I think you're right to a to a certain extent because again it's not uncommon that you know, as soon as you hear the the whole God thing, like people bolt. Yes. That's just, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that, you know, a- as a recovering addict and alcoholic, that you will use any number of excuses. Exactly. And that's, again. That's an easy one. This is step two. There's 12 steps. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're like, all right, well, you know, I fucked up my life so much. I could get on board with number one. Yeah. But now you're telling me that I have to pray to a a God or a higher power? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I think a lot of times... I'm going to go pray to Tony, the bartender. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) The other thing I've always said, too, when I talk about, like, this step or when people are resistant. So I... um, worked in oncology for the first 10 years of my career. That's all I did. Pure oncology, right? 
And what I found was at the end when people were dying, everyone found something. Patients that had, you know, been non-believers in anything or, you know, they, they all found something at the end. And I think if you're at the point in your addiction, alcoholism, whatever it may be, that you're at the end, you'll find something. Yeah, I can I can totally get on board with that. Like I I would see like I saw patients make that transition at the end, whether it's because they were scared or terrified or you you know whatever it was, yeah. they decided to find something. I can get on board with that logic to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but you know it's not uncommon that like y- you hear, and I don't necessarily think it's strictly like a a recovery thing, so to speak, but. You know, the term everybody has a bottom. Yes. You know, you hear that a lot. I think the the flawed logic with that in regards to AA specifically, alcoholics, addicts, full of excuses, you know, you find that bottom and then there's like a trap door and then there's a new bottom. Right. What you think and, is going to be the bottom, you can go lower. And now you're like, again, I, I spoke to... I think it was in the last episode, like I was living in the backseat of my Lexus and I'm like, well, it's a luxury vehicle. It's not that bad. Can't be that bad, <laughs> you know? So I think that you start to rationalize and, and over-rationalize things and then that puts you deeper into the cycle and then you hit a new bottom or, you know, a new, what's the word I'm looking for? Or you run into a new problem yeah, and then you get a new bottom. And so on and so forth. And the cycle is rather perpetual in that sense. Unless, you know, you come to the program or you find some sort of intervention. And the whole point of the second step is that saying, like, your life is is quite literally so out of control, like, you're no longer the manager of yourself. You know, you need something greater than yourself, which is why there's that aversion to God. Yeah. Because, like, you think of, in terms of, like, the universe, what's the most strongest you know thing you can think of like the creator right right but that's why i think that the founding fathers of aa made it more of a spiritual thing and and stepped away from the god word yeah because i think there is that natural aversion to that right totally and i think that's what we're saying like we're not gonna stand up here and debate if there is a god isn't a god like we i mean i don't even care what you believe in yeah you know what i mean that's fine because it doesn't have to be so i think if you know what i believe i believe that when chris is managing his life and his higher power (laughs) is not in control bad shit's gonna happen exactly (laughs) and that our higher power can be anything so i think absolutely like again i speak for myself my higher power is the universe and i pray to that universe every night i don't know if i knew that yeah. I mean, I, it's personal. You can have whatever you want. This is why I always sleep with my back to you. Because you're looking at the universe? Because I am doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's why you sleep with your back to me. I mean, it's one of the reasons. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like, like that's one of those alcoholic excuses. <laughs> no, I have like a, a terrible GI tract because I, dis- <laughs> I destroyed my asshole. That is totally true. <laughs> 20 years worth of drug abuse. <laughs> and I just fart all over Megan all night. It's, that's also true. And I kind of find that, you know, rewarding in some sick way. Really? 
Yeah, I have strong beef. (laughs) (laughs) It's gross, honey. I know, I know. (laughs) Anyways, well, let's round back. Okay. So the whole point of the second step is that saying, like my first sponsor told me, think about it like a, a football team. It's like the head coach is on the sideline, right? And this is kind of, is this going to be kind of tough for me to explain? Because I am <laughs> terrible like, at sports. Not a sports guy outside of golf and like shooting various moving things. Yes. Which may or may not be defined as a sport, but it comes with a sport coat. <laughs> so I think that helps. So anyways, head coach is on the sideline, right? Who's the people calling in the plays? It's the people that sit at the very, very top of the stadium because they can see everything from a much better vantage point than the head coach can. And he's like, that's the whole higher power thing. Oh, I like that. Right? It was funny, though, when you were like, who's calling in the plays? I was like, oh, I have no idea. I was like on the edge of my seat. Who is it? (laughs) The quarterback? (laughs) Here's a hint, Megan. It's not me. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) That's, That's, I think, honestly, what has made, quite frankly, all the difference. It really is. You know, like I gave up control to to a certain extent because uh, we all know I love to control things I can't control. I know. But we'll cover that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, you know, I, I stopped trying to take the reins, so to speak, which is why it's important as an alcoholic to, quite frankly, and very literally, just live in the moment. Yeah, and I think as you get better at that, it actually becomes a little easier Mm-hmm. Like once you realize something's not in your control. And I mean, again, that doesn't mean you don't have to do things like, oh, I'm just going to give it to God and hope for the best. No, no. Yeah. You, like you got to put good I, out in the universe my, to get it back. My gas tank's on empty. <laughs> yeah. God's just going to be like one of those refueling planes. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. When you're that. on the highway and yeah. just fill you up. Nope. Yeah, guys, not gonna just help you because you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you got to do the work and put the good out there to get it back, right? But I mean, when you realize that you can't control other people, you can't control so many things. If this stupid blizzard's gonna come and like shake my world, like it, it really does make your days more peaceful. It does. It takes a lot of practice, though. Yes, absolutely. Like I can remember. You know, on a couple of different occasions, like something would happen and Megan and I would be talking, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night. And Megan's like, well, I need the answer. I'm like, all right, well, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's probably not coming tonight. (laughs) So why don't you just hang tight, get a good night's sleep, do a little praying, and we'll figure it out tomorrow. (laughs) I like the answer, though. I mean, who doesn't, right? Oh, it's so true. That is really hard, actually. I think one thing relatable with alcoholics and non-alcoholics is, like, people want what they want when they want it. Absolutely. Which is why, like, the Grubhubs and the Amazons of the world and things like that have become wildly successful because it's convenient. Today we were talking about, or we were talking about Amazon at the shore and someone said, oh, so I ordered it, you know, on the Amazon, the option that it'll be there in three hours. Like, now (laughs) we've really, like, we've really, I mean, it's gone far. It has. Which is great from a convenience factor, but again, like, unless you go and do it yourself, I think it's going to be hard to compete with that. You know what else uh, the pandemic did for that? That whole curbside pickup thing? Ugh. I know, but sometimes it makes me really lazy. 
Yeah, and you know what? Like, I'm a people person. I hate the drive through If I'm going to go to, like, the Dunkin' Donuts and get a coffee. You like to go in. Yeah, like, I want to go in and, and check out what's going on. You never know. I hand out my business card to everybody. No, that makes sense. Everything's an opportunity. And I'm a people person, too, but, like, sometimes after a long day at work and, like, I need double-A batteries... I just want the man to pop my trunk and put them in. <laughs> Does he ever like question you like, hello, Megan. Why are you back for your 40th double A battery this week? Is your husband not taking care of you? Here's my card. That was a terrible <laughs> choice of products. I <laughs> which, which just gives you a little insight on my background. I should have known you were going to run with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I work. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, again, it's a 12-step a process. It's like, you know, building a cake or making a cake, baking a cake, whatever. You, I'm not a baker. That requires measuring. Measuring's not my thing. Not your thing. Neither here nor there. Actually, you want to hear an interesting baking tidbit? No. I am a baker. Yeah, I know. I live with you. I know, but I, I'm actually quite good. Yeah. All right. But Mary I, Beth's a better baker. All right. I never baked until I got sober. I always felt the same way. I did not like baking. I liked cooking because like, you made it up. There was no recipe to follow. Well, when I first yeah. got sober... I taught myself to bake because it was following instructions. I had to concentrate because I didn't really know how to do it. I wasn't good at it before. And I literally, I think in the beginning, you know, a couple weeks at least of sobriety, I was baking like, I don't know, 12 dozen cookies a week. (laughs) (laughs) Who were you feeding? Anyone that would take them. But I, I, because I wouldn't eat them either. Like I couldn't eat that many. But anyway, I, I literally... That was like a huge thing for me. I know that sounds silly, but that was my a saving grace for a little while. Well, I think it's, you know, a great analogy for the program, right? Because it is a step-by-step process. Yes. There's not necessarily a clearly defined path that you have to travel. I mean, we always say in the program, like, it's based on suggestions. Right. Um, you get a sponsor, your sponsor is going to tell you to read the big book. Do the steps, you know, continue to go to meetings, et cetera, et cetera. It's a process. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the baking. I, I totally get that analogy. Yeah. It wasn't really an analogy. Really, it was like I just got. Megan telling another useless story. No. Baking gave me that two didn't hours. Double A batteries for your no. dildo. <laughs> but baking gave me two hours a day that I had to concentrate on that and not the shit show that was my life. Yeah, which is why I golfed all summer. (laughs) Instead of like parenting or husbanding. That was good. I mean, it worked for me. (laughs) Still here, still sober. All right. I'm just saying. (laughs) So I think it's just... Oh, wait. (sighs) I know what I was going to say. Go. So speaking of things out of your control, what's out of your control right now, Chris? Your credit cards? No, you find a way to control that. But the, uh, the getting a- the podcast on iTunes. The little asshole that stole the Amazon package when we were down at the shore. Oh, I forgot about that because I've moved on from it. You I, and Mac have not. I clearly have not. Nope. They're both obsessed. Someone stole a package from our door. It was a kid. 
it was not right. You should not steal. It, it is what it is. Like, I mean, there's nothing that is out of our control. We can't do anything about it. We've actually moved the studio to like the bush outside the door. Because <laughs> he's watching. And I'm sitting here with a fully loaded AR-15. That's actually what's on his AirPods when he's sitting with them in all the time. It's like our front door camera. He's just <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Max obsessed though too. And then my mom like brought it up. I was like, "We're not talking about this. Everyone is obsessed. Let's move on." Yeah. No, but so anyway, we're so grateful for our listeners. We have been having trouble getting on the iTunes. It is a process. It is. And I actually I so I narrowed it down today cuz I was, you know, logging in doing some things and it keeps saying something about artwork. Yes. Artwork. I'm like, I don't, I'm no Bob Ross. (laughs) I don't paint happy anything. No. But anyways, like the, for whatever reason, the logo that we have has to be a certain number of pixels. I don't know what that means. I know. How do you get it to be that pixels? I don't know. That's the problem. So So that's where we're stuck right now. I have a call in with Dr. Chong. (laughs) We're going to Zoom tomorrow. We're going to try to work that out. I think it's important to be on all of the various podcasting yes. channels. And I think that we've done exceptional. Absolutely. But I think iTunes is, you know, a complete game changer for well, us. And it's free for like everyone that, you know. Is a cheap fuck. Exactly. Or <laughs> has an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or doesn't use their wife's iTunes account. Right. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know. But it, it's actually, Chris has been sitting there like for hours today working on it. Yes. And it's gotten nowhere. Nope. Not very successful in that in that respect. But again, this is why we have an Asian doctor who's going to figure it out for us. Yeah. The thing is... Though, when he, in doubt, ask the Asian he, doctor. I know. Well, he was already <laughs> told you that we needed an Asian tech guy. We were dropping the ball who, there. Who, by the way, did not go to med school in the Caribbean. <laughs> so he's like a legit Asian doctor. <laughs> So, you know, it's things that are beyond our control. I know, but it's still, it's going to plague you all evening and night and you probably won't even, you going to let it go? No. Okay. Because it's annoying. It shouldn't be that difficult. And we're like behind because. We're on the wrong side of 35. Yeah. So we're so not tech savvy. (laughs) It's horrible. It's actually embarrassing. Like you said pixels and I'm like, oh, I'm already done. You know what I did notice actually this weekend? Uh, besides the insanity and the debauchery and everything else that went along with that. I'm 40, but I don't have my phone on like the magnified version. Oh, so you're young still. Yeah. You haven't crossed over that yet. Like it, I know it's going to be time to put me out to pasture when I have to, I don't even know what that setting the is. The extra, the geriatric yeah. r- update. When I have to cross over to the jitterbug, <laughs> put me to pasture, I honey. I didn't even think about that. The jitterbug? No, that we, I don't have bad vision yet. Not yet? It's coming. I would assume so. I think it's one of those things. Like, you just naturally deteriorate. I know. Like, I'm balding. Your breasts are at your ankles. <laughs> Why, well, it is what it is. Oh, my God. Do you want to know something funny? Not really funny. Ha ha. Maybe you'll cut this out. I don't know. But <laughs> so I, um, a couple months before I ended up in rehab, I went to the doctor because my mom was worried about me. I was very, very thin. 
I was bruising everywhere. It's because you were passed out in the front yard. Wait, I'm getting to that point. <laughs> so anyway, everyone was worried about me. I was very, very thin. I was bruised everywhere. You know, it was I. You know, it was probably the cancer, right? And so <laughs> <laughs> I go in, and it was this guy, and he was kind of a jerk. But that's a whole other story. I had never seen him before or since. But so he's like, all right, well, we'll do blood work and, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And he's like, how old are you? And I was like, 33. And he's like, well, it sounds like you're, oh, because I was getting, I'm drenching night sweats and, you know, I stopped getting my period all the time. And, and he's like, well, it sounds like you're like starting menopause. I was like, menopause? I'm 33, you asshole. Right. But that was his diagnosis. Fast forward. Because he probably went to med school <laughs> in the Caribbean. Fast forward two <laughs> months and a rehab admission. Actually, I was like not eating because I was only drinking and falling down drunk. And that's where the bruising was coming from. <laughs> and, and the night sweats were actually the DTs. I know. I like wanted to go. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm shaky all the time. So I, <laughs> I would like to call him now and be like, you know what, bud? Two years later, had a baby. Wasn't that? And I had to go to rehab. (laughs) (laughs) Was definitely that. Was definitely that the whole time. Higher power. Powerlessness. Yeah, it totally was. Obviously. I like how we tie it all in. We do tie it all in. So we want to say thank you again to our our listener base, which is loyal and growing. We really appreciate your support. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, if you want to... you know, tell us anything. We are happy to receive it. It's so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. And we have a new Twitter. Because I did so I married an alcoholic, but that's too many characters. Kids are so lazy these days. I know. So it was so I married a. Uh. So I changed that. <laughs> <laughs> so I married a what? <laughs> exactly. So now it's just. Oh, damn, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> you know what? I'll get back to you. I'll have to try again. You're such an asshole. <laughs> so, I mean, if, you know. We'll give that update eventually. If you're on yeah. Twitter, like, just <laughs> keep tweeting, bro. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> you are the worst. Well, it said so I married an alcoholic at, t- at the top, but that whole What's the A with the circle around it? The at? Yes. That's <laughs> married. Genius. It's supposed to be married alcoholic. Oh, you know what? No, I didn't spell it wrong. Married alcoholic didn't fit either. So yeah. it's married alcoholic down one O. So it's M-A-R-R-I-E-D-A-L-C-H-O-L-I-C. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to him sounding it out. We'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> Dr. Chong. Oh, we have three followers, though. Add that to your list. You'll have to get on no, that. No, only one follower. All right. Yeah. Okay. Probably your son. <laughs> it's my <laughs> aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Lena. Remember I said, I'm like, really? Oh, what? Yeah. I wasn't making that up. <laughs> I didn't even know we had a Twitter. I Anyways. know. I, well, I didn't really put it out there and make it public yet. We'll work on that. Okay. Questions, comments, concerns, so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, so I married an alcoholic. That's about it. You got anything else, Boo? I got nothing else. All right, cool beans. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. I'm Megan. I'm an alcoholic.
and get your pets privates cut off and uh if you're struggling at all put your hand up ask for help so I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.